0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this Truth of the Gospel podcast. I'm your man Justin Tarver, coming to you live and direct, also known as the Bishop. And I just want to lay down some things when it comes to concerning the truth of the gospel in Christ Jesus. When it comes to Christianity, what's a Christian? What does it take to be a Christian? How do I be saved? Well, how do I enter into the kingdom of heaven? And it's simply some of those things that Jesus spoke of in the Bible that a lot of people uh, omit or surpass or they leave out when it comes to preaching the gospel. You have a lot of things going on out here in the world. A lot of things going on. And people want to know. What does it take to be saved? Which way is the right way? Uh, there's 40-some thousand different versions of Christianity in America alone. We have so many different uh, versions of it. We have so many different versions of Baptist and Pentecostal and Episcopalian and things of that nature. And we got a lot of things going on. And people want to know what does it take to make it into the kingdom of heaven. And I get these questions all the time. And a lot of people don't understand and don't know. And they see and they consider their, their grandparents, their, their mother, their father, their uncles, their aunts, people that they know. They tend to turn to them for, uh, a relationship with God or, or, information about what does it take for me to get in so I can get into the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of times we see that people fall into the, uh, the loophole or the or the, or the, or the, or the false ideology, uh, when it comes to, uh, Christianity and what does it take to be saved. And most of the time it all has to do with money. And then they, they say, get that money. We want the money, money, money. Uh, and it has nothing to do with my soul, saving of my soul. And one of the main questions I get is, um, what does it take to be saved? And that's the first question I want to start out with. What does it take to be saved? And most churches you go to, they'll begin to preach to you. They'll say, Let's do a sinner's prayer, which um, is false. Uh, that's not in the Bible anywhere. Uh, so the first thing you want to know is that that's not even in the Bible. It's not scripture. So if it's not in the scriptures, why would I do it? Why would I go that way? Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, one of the things that they do, one scripture they do quote, they go to Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, and they tell you, to Confess with your heart confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and then thou shalt be saved uh, which is which is the precursor to being saved yes, it's believing, you have to believe first, if you don't believe then how are you going to do something if you don't believe in it uh, so that's a start, but however you got to go on further, so we want to go to John chapter 3, where Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, and he spoke to Jesus and asked him, he said we know that you are a man sent from God And no man can do the things that you do, except God be with him. So Nicodemus asks him, and then Jesus begins to tell him, uh, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again when he is old? Shall he enter a second time into his mother's womb and then be born? Uh, Jesus is like, no, you you don't know what's going on. He says, if you be born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The wind bloweth whithersoever it listeth, and you hear the sound there, but you can't see it. And the same are they that receive the Spirit of God. So. In other words, if we're going to receive the Spirit of God, there's a there's a sound that comes with it, it uh, and the main sound we're going to understand is speaking in tongues. And a lot of people preach against it; they don't understand it, they never seen it, they never entered into it. You have some people that fake it, but however, this thing is real. So if you really want to be saved, those are some of the things you got to do. Uh, so we got turn to Act chapter two, where you see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. Either way, it goes it's the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is a promise that God has given us that He will. Come and dwell on the inside of us And we will be his living epistles We will be his living temples So he can live in us Walk in us Teach us of his ways And from the root of our thought He can change the way we think The way we are Therefore if any man would be in Christ He is going to be a new creature And that old thing is going to be passed away And behold all things will become new So in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 You see the auspouring of The Holy Spirit or should I say the Holy Ghost upon the people of God that was seeking after his faith that was calling on the name of the Lord Jesus and when the Holy Ghost came they began to speak in tongues and the Spirit of God gave them utters. There were certain men devout Jews from all over the world that was there that heard them speak in their language the wonderful works of God. When they heard them speak these things they began to say all kinds of strange things like these men are full of new wine or uh, these, these people are crazy. But however peter stood up in the midst and he began to say "No, this is that which is spoken of by the prophet joel in the last day says god i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh so peter the apostle of jesus christ stood up and began to let him know no this is that which is spoken of by the prophets that they say the prophet joel in particular says this is the in the last days i'm gonna pour out of my spirit upon all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy dream dreams and see visions amen praise the lord and not to continue to go through the whole scripture but to bump down to Acts chapter 2 verse number 38 uh, verse number 37 the uh, people began to say to Peter when they was pricked in their heart God had touched their heart and they said men and brethren what shall we do uh, what do we need to do to be saved and then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for, for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost the promises unto you and to your children and to many of us that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call shall call so this is what you want to know. You want to know this as far as when it comes to being saved. What does it come? What do I need to lay a foundation as far as being saved is concerned? I want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to repent. I want to receive the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. The Spirit of God give utterance. Remember the wind bloweth, but you hear the sound, but you can't see it. Uh, the same with they that receive the Spirit. So when the Spirit of God come upon you, you are gonna speak in tongues. It's gonna to make a noise. It's gonna cry. I by Father. I'm at the destination where until you sent me. So we want to establish that uh, firmly in the gospel, because that's what's going to take them back into the kingdom of God. We need that. Um, So some man will say, some people will say, and most churches, a bunch of churches, preach this, and they most of them baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is in Matthew chapter 28, verse number 19, and they preach that, and that's how they baptize. So that's the wrong way to baptize, because. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, is not a name. It's not a name. I dare anybody to go to the bank or to fill out a mortgage papers and sign it, uh, Father, Son, and Spirit. And the people are going to look at you like, you crazy. What the heck is Father, Son, Spirit? Who is that? We need a name to certify this. Uh, you go to a notary public, they need you to sign your signature. Your name has to be signed on there before they can uh, verify it. You can't just put anything down and say, uh, nephew, son, aunt, uncle, that that don't work. No, you got to put the name on it. So we got to have a name. The devil is very cunning. He knows that the name of Jesus is power. So uh, when you turn to the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 10 through 12, uh, the apostles are before uh, the Sanhedrin council and they and they, and they, they whip them and they, and they threaten them. They tell them not to preach in Jesus' name no more. And verse number 12 in particular says, uh, there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so that in and of itself lets us know that that's the only way we can be saved is in the name of the lord jesus christ and so jesus also said everything you do in word and in deed, do it all in my name so we want to make sure we in the name of jesus so if i go into a church and they say they baptize in the name of the father son holy spirit if they say confess with your mouth and believe in your heart or if they say do the sinner's prayer, then you should get up You should get up and walk up out that church because you know that that church is not preaching you the truth of the gospel. Uh, also, compiled on top of that, um, in, in preaching this truth of the gospel, laying this foundation, we want to establish that God is holy, so he wants us to be holy. So he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Uh, just the credentials on myself, what I believe, what, what I've been raised in, what I've been taught in, what I've been preaching in uh, for the last 18 years is is holiness unto the Lord, and we follow steadfastly after the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking and bread and in prayers. So that's what we follow after. That's what I follow after. That's what every church will follow after, because there's only one way. So there's only got to be one way. There's not a bunch of ways. It ain't just because you was raised a certain way. If if you hear this podcast, you hear me saying these things. It's not anything against anybody else, but however, it's the truth of the gospel. If you don't, if we don't like it, we can't hear it, because we are living in the time where I'm going to bring you sound doctrine. And these are the last most evil days, and people have itching ears, and they want to heat to themselves teachers, and they don't want to hear sound doctrine. But sound doctrine is what we need, especially in this day and age. A lot of craziness and going on in the world. It's time for Jesus. It's time for God to arise and his enemies be scattered. And that's why we want to come with this truth of the gospel, because we need to lay it down for Jesus' sake, for our sake, so we can have a better world, and one day when we die, we can enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. That's it for this pilot podcast. Just wanted to bring it out. Just wanted to get some things off. And say some things out here. Laying down the foundation. The truth of the gospel. Uh, That's what it's all about. Um, If anybody has any questions. They can always call in. Uh, This is an awesome app. So just use it to to call me. Talk to me. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you feel about what I said. Uh, It's all good. Uh, I've heard a lot of things in my life. Uh, Probably nothing you can say to me. That I probably have never heard. I've heard a whole lot of people, a lot of questions, lots of different religions, religious ideas, lots of different um, stuff, stuff I never heard before. But now I know about. So it's a lot of things I've heard over the last 20 years when it comes to this gospel and when it comes to what people believe and what they're thinking. So whatever whatever's on your mind, just call me. Let me know. Uh, that's what's up. God bless and see you next time on the next cast.